It's time now for St. Mary Healthline. Your health is your most precious asset, and every Wednesday at 9 a.m., you can tune in for advice on how to better manage your health. Hear about important medical issues from the doctors and professionals across all service lines from St. Mary Medical Center. So without any further ado, it's time now for the St. Mary Healthline. Great to have you with us this morning. And we are joined by Dr. Lisa Nocera from St. Mary Interventional Spine and Pain Center. Good morning, Dr. Nocera. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good today. Delighted to have you with us. Interested in today's topic, we're talking about pain management. And when we get together for the health line here on WBCB, we're always passing along important information. Dr. Nocera, tell us a little bit about your experience, about your past. You know, what what brought you to St. Mary Medical Center? Well, um, I've actually been practicing about 30 years at this point and seen many, many changes in medicine along the way. Um, Personally, I am trained in anesthesiology originally with a a subspecialty specifically in pain management. Um, And I was trained to try and help people in chronic pain. Um, I've lived in many places and worked in many places such as Buffalo, Pittsburgh, North Carolina, but I settled here in Bucks County where I've been on staff at St. Mary Medical Center for the last 10 years or so, and um, I definitely couldn't have made a better choice. We're we're a family here at St. Mary's, and um, my patients are friends, neighbors, colleagues, um, and they're all treated like family because I I live here in the area, so um, I've had a great experience here at St. Mary's. We all are here to help each other, and uh, I'm specifically here to help people in chronic pain. You know, we always start our health line by getting to know our guest just a little bit. Uh, and sometimes I feel like it's like getting to know you. Uh, what about hobbies? I mean, like your zodiac sign. Sometimes I feel like we're playing uh, almost a version of the dating game as we get to know our physician guests here on the health line. Uh, <laughs> other interests that uh, maybe listeners might share with you? Well, it's funny you just said getting to know you because it made me think of the song, which is actually one of my my main hobbies outside of uh, the hospital. And uh, I'm in with a very large women's choir in Bucks County, and uh, we haven't been singing for a while, but that's my main um, little pleasure outside of the hospital. So I um, connect with about 90 different women in Bucks County, and we... Uh, sing many different concerts and that kind of takes me away and gives me a little bit of a respite from uh, from work at the hospital as well as being with my family. Sounds pretty good. Getting to know you, getting to know all about you. Dr. Nocera here with us on the St. Mary Healthline today and today we're talking about pain management and uh, you know pain we even use the word pain when we're just annoyed by something. Like if I'm taking on a tough task at home, I have to cut the grass or something, I'll say, oh, man, what a pain. I have to go through that. And people talk about uh, emotional pain and other situations. But today we're kind of focusing on physical pain. Dr. Nocera, can you tell us uh, what is pain? Is it just the body telling the brain that something is wrong? Well, that's a, that's a really great question because pain is a different experience for everyone. Um, technically, it's defined as an unpleasant sensory and emotional experience, huh. actually, that's linked to tissue damage. So it does bring in the emotional component. Um, and it can be something that can just be a little minor annoyance, like you described, or it can be um, something that just turns your life upside down. It, pain can affect 
uh, family life. It can affect your job, your, your just normal activities, doing the things you love to do. Um, so it can, it's something that can really affect your entire being. I mean, sometimes when I've had those types of discomfort pain type feelings, sometimes it's an aching pain, it's a, a stabbing pain, even the types of pain, even the physical pain that we have often comes with very different descriptions. It's not something that you can see. I, is, is it something that you can measure? Well, actually, unfortunately, we don't have a, a lab test or some machine that we can use to actually detect the amount of pain someone's having, but it, as you said, I've, I've over the years heard it described as aching or sharp or burning or stabbing. Um, and those descriptors actually give us some really important information from patients about what type of pain they're having because there, there are many different types of pain um, that it could be categorized as, especially um, there's nerve pain, um, which is best treated with certain types of nerve pain medications. There's something called nociceptive pain, like if you, if you break a bone after surgery or twist an ankle or something like that. Um, some patients have cancer pain, which can be a combination of lots of different types of pain altogether, depending on what kind of cancer they have. Um, there's also what's called acute pain. So if you have an injury or um, a surgery and you have pain right away, that's going to be a short term, hopefully. Um, and if it's not treated, it that can turn into chronic pain after about a, by definition, about a three-month period of time afterwards. And that can be so much more difficult to treat. So we do try and help patients in pain as soon as possible. So, Dr. Nocera, do you treat patients who are going through both that acute pain? And I guess when I think of acute pain, I'm thinking of something that developed through an injury or through a specific situation as opposed to chronic pain, which is based on a long-term condition or something that you're dealing with kind of every day. Uh, pain management, can they help patients going through both of those situations? Uh, in general, pain management can help uh, patients in both acute and chronic pain. Mm -hmm. We as a, as a subspecialty tend to see patients after they've, say, been to um, the emergency room if they've had some kind of a trauma or they usually they contact their primary care physicians first for, um, for treatment. And then we tend to see the patients who are a little bit more difficult to treat after they've have these acute issues who are continuing to have pain despite all the right types of treatments. Um, so we see more of the chronic pain types of patients. Now, with what, uh, with what you do, Dr. Nocera, is the relationship between the patient and the doctor maybe even a little more important than it is with some other types of um, uh, medical issues? You know, the, the, the patient and the and the doctor have to really be able to communicate well about exactly what the patient is feeling, and a lot of it is um, you're, you're, the patient is self-reporting how they're doing, and so you have to basically take them at their word. Wow, that 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 hits the nail on the head because, like I said before, um, you really can't get a blood test or any type of machine that can measure pain. It's it's a self-descriptor. Um, and what we call subjective. So this, the patient is the one who tells us how much pain they're having and what type of pain it is. Um, we have our, what we call our pain scale, um, which is a scale of zero to 10, where zero is absolutely no pain. 10 is the worst pain you can imagine. So 
we try to have each patient tell us in their experience what what number they would describe their pain as. It can be can be difficult for some patients, but but the better communication we can have with that patient, um, the more we can get the information we need to help treat them the best. Right. And for some patients, I've had long term relationships and just know them, um, you know, for many years for from different things, and and that kind of relationship helps me to to treat them best. So communication is really uh, key in getting to know the patient to know what's best to help them in that particular situation. What are some common conditions that uh, cause pain and maybe give us an idea of what listeners out there, the different demographics that may be most at risk for some of those uh, conditions that, that, that you see? Yeah, typically the most common conditions that we see are patients with uh, chronic low back pain or neck pain issues. Um, we also see patients who have, say, uh, shingles pain or, like I said before, cancer pain, um, different types of neuropathies or nerve problems. Um, the patients that we see, the greatest population at risk in general are our older patients. And as we all know, the population is getting older and older um, as time goes on. And we commonly see patients over 90 years old, even we have a patients over 100 years old, um, and they're um, obviously the most at risk to develop degenerative conditions, arthritic conditions, which can cause neck and back pain, but we see patients from 18 years old and up, um, the weekend warriors, you know, the patients who develop disc herniations, um, we see lots of different patients uh, over time, but the most that we see at risk tend to be the older patients. Um, they, they are much more susceptible to a lot of these pain syndromes. Well, everyone says, oh, what, what a pain in the neck this is or that is. Well, I've had <laughs> literal pain in my yeah. neck at different times, and it can be really right. difficult to deal with. And sometimes with uh, back pain, neck pain, I've heard people will experience the pain. It goes away. It comes back. Uh, I would imagine because patients are different and going through different situations, different types of pain thresholds, it must really put your bedside manner to the test uh, to be able to communicate with them. But, I mean, is that true that sometimes pain will uh, will appear and disappear kind of um, without uh, any any clear explanation? Yeah, definitely. I mean, a lot of patients do have chronic conditions that uh, the underlying condition is not going to change, say, if they've got degeneration in their spine, but um, they might just go through periods of where they're doing great and have no pain at all, and then certain recurrences. So I, I know some patients who will give me a call maybe once a year or once every couple of years when they're having an issue um, where they've, they've been just managing their pain quite well but then they they know when to uh when to give a call so that communication is really really important to try and identify as a patient identify the pain sooner rather than later because if you wait too long then it's much much harder to treat the pain so uh it's better to you know identify the symptoms sooner when when they're not as severe than to wait when they get very severe they're so much harder to treat so because pain is difficult to measure, how do you diagnose pain to, to help you get to what that maybe the, the primary issue is? 
Yeah, pain is kind of the yeah, symptom, pain. right? There's something behind that pain. Correct, right. So it can be very challenging because not all back pain is equal. They could be, be, be multiple different things. It could be a muscular type of a pain. It could be due to a disc problem or a nerve problem. So the most important thing is, is getting a good history from the patient first. And the more descriptive they can be, as I've said, the, the better um, idea I'll have of what's going on. Um, so we do ask certain types of questions like, you know, the location of the pain, like I said before, how it feels, where it, where it travels, what makes it better, what makes it worse. Um, and then a good physical examination to try and figure out what the problem is um, by seeing if there's any uh, weakness in the legs or if there's any tenderness in the skin. That helps us to figure out where the pain's coming from and how to best treat it. But some, you know, sometimes we need extra diagnostic studies such as an X-ray or an MRI or CAT scan or nerve, um, nerve conduction studies to help figure out the underlying pain generator, like you said, so we know what would be the best thing to help. So communication is really a key to be able to help figure out where the pain is coming from and what the underlying cause is of it. Dr. Nocero, we're going to step aside in just a little bit, and we've described pain and defined it and categorized it in some different ways here on the health line, and I imagine people are saying, well, what is pain management? I mean, how do you manage the pain? Um, and kind of that's what we're going to get into in the second half of the health line this morning, but before we take our break, can you put in a nutshell for us, Dr. Nocera? What is pain management as far as uh, the the medical specialty is concerned? All right. Uh, m- many people didn't even know that we exist, so it's, it's hard for people to get a handle on what pain management is. It means so many different things to different people. Um, for me, it's, it's trying to obviously help pain, but trying to manage the symptoms, just like any other chronic disease. Like if you have a high blood pressure or diabetes, you, you try and manage those symptoms, whether it be by you know, diet control or weight loss or medication or um, different other treatments. That's what we're trying to do. Um, so pain management can, has a big umbrella. It could mean that if a chiropractor trying to do adjustments for pain, you could mean acupuncture treatments, multidisciplinary uh, centers. But um, before someone tries to go for pain management, they should really um, find out what the, the place that they're calling is specializing in. So um, we, in particular, uh, try and focus on different types of interventions, uh, different injection treatments that might be helpful for a patient, um, but there are many different specialties that uh, offer pain management as well. So it's, it's really important to um, find out before you go somewhere or see a provider exactly what they do to see if it's something that would be helpful for you. All right, we're going to step aside, but just before we do, I think some people think that pain is a natural part of aging. And uh, pain, as we discussing today, it is an indication that something is going on that's not quite right. So, uh, I mean, people, I guess you get those, again, people consider nagging pains or those types of aches um, to be a, a part of just the 
just getting older. And want to ask Dr. Nocera uh, about that and much, much more as we continue here on the St. Mary Healthline, talking about pain management this morning. And if you are interested in what we're talking about, learning more about this or any other health topic, you can go to trinityhealthma.org for some great information. Trinityhealthma.org. You can look up Dr. Lisa Nocera and find out a little bit more about the pain management program at St. Mary Medical Center. We're going to learn more about it when we get back to the health line in just a moment. Pain is the enemy. Motion is victory. So the St. Mary orthopedic team replaces knees and hips. We mend spines. We mend people with brilliant technology and simple human kindness. So you can go home faster and happier. That's our mission. Call 8447-ST-MARY or visit stmaryhealthcare.org slash ortho. In times like this, the idea of growth means so much more. It means optimism, courage, resilience, and a forward-thinking mindset. At Penn Community Bank, growth also means we're financially strong. It means we're able to help individuals, families, businesses, and communities. Now and for decades to come, the best growth is within us, and it's within you. Serving the community for 150 years, Penn Community Bank. Here we are, and here we grow. We now return to St. Mary Healthline. Welcome back to the St. Mary Healthline. Here on WBCB this morning, we're joined by Dr. Lisa Nocera from St. Mary Interventional Spine and Pain Center. We're talking about pain management. Dr. Nocera, what are different ways that you would help someone manage or treat their pain? You kind of talked just a bit before the break about injections and interventions. Uh, What does that look like? What would the patient experience? Well, we have several methods of treatment that we can uh, use to help patients. So many patients think that, uh, you know, medications are, are their only option, um, and that's definitely not the case. We actually rarely use uh, opioid medications, um, partly because they're just not effective for the types of treatment of pain that we have uh, coming to see us. But, uh, you know, with the opioid epidemic, we definitely want to avoid anything that um, can cause some problems. So. We have other methods um, for treatment, and after we decide what the best thing would be after figuring out where the pain is coming from, we might offer the patient's acupuncture, which we do in our um, in our office, um, recommending some physical therapy maybe or guided home exercise uh, programs are some of the first things we try and do as well. Um, and then when the patients have gone through those more conservative treatments, like I said, we, we offer them different types of cortisone injections in different uh, areas, whether it be their, their neck problems or their, their back problems. Uh, we do different types of nerve blocks or steroid injections into the epidural space in the lumbar area, facet injections, lots of different types of problems, um, depending, again, on, on where the pain is coming from. So not all injections are alike, and we try and evaluate the patient and see what's best for them. Now, one of those injections, how long would you have a reduction in pain? Are we talking months, weeks, uh, a day, or a number of hours? Yeah, and that's the, that's the funny part. Like I said, after being in the 
uh, practicing for over 30 years, I've seen so many people, and this is such a wide spectrum, so it's a difficult question to answer, but there are some patients that we perform one or two injections, we never see them back because the pain never comes back. Um, there are some patients that they get a more limited relief, like several years, um, or if they have a, a fixed problem, like an arthritic type of situation, they may get less relief, say maybe six months um, to a year. So. Everybody's a little bit different, but they're, you know, they're all hurting so much when they come to see us that certainly most people want to try something and see what type of relief they're going to get to break that pain cycle for them and get them feeling better. Dr. Nocera, the opioid crisis uh, has been alarming, and I think it's colored people's perspectives on pain management, on, on the field in general. I, it, you guys... Were there were there people who were looking for opioid type medication? I mean, is that one of the reasons why that's uh, not kind of the first um, choice for treatment? Um, it, it, is it about people looking? At, I mean, obviously we want to avoid addiction, but it, is there also a, a a subgroup of people who are looking for opioid medications because they are addicted to it? Um, there, there certainly are. There are different uh, categories of people that we see coming in, and like I said, they they kind of equate pain management with opioids, and for a lot of different types of pain, and a lot of patients will tell you opioids just aren't the right treatment for uh, the type of pain that they have. So, um, you know, when we see those types of patients, that that's what they're looking for, we, we try and really figure out if their pain, um, if their problem is due to pain itself or if they do have an addiction issue and we try and refer them out to uh, to get the extra help that they need. But if there's a, a pain problem that's triggered all this, which sometimes uh, does occur, we try and help the underlying pain and then they find out that they may not need those opioids anymore. So uh, we do try and steer patients away from that because there, there are so many issues that so many side effects, so many, like you said, the addiction issue. Um, so opioids are, are certainly not our go-to. And um, the studies have borne out that, you know, overall, over time, um, those just aren't the best types of treatment for patients. Yeah, what's really exciting to hear from you is that there's a lot of other ways that people can manage their pain. What about things people could do at home to help manage symptoms, uh, to, to avoid maybe uh, seeing Dr. Lisa? in this type of situation because maybe they could they could find some relief. True. I mean, that, that's definitely uh, the case. It's every, every patient knows knows their body, and um, they, they know what things have been able to help them in the past, whether it's laying on a heating pad uh, or some patients prefer ice. Um, there are always the over-the-counter types of medications like the acetaminophen, Tylenol, or the what we call the non-steroidal in uh, anti-inflammatory medications like uh, Aleve or Advil. Um, patients also, there are so many new treatments out over the counter now. There's different types of uh, topical gels and ointments that are new anti-inflammatory medications or uh, local anesthetics that can really be helpful before patients even get to us. So um, symptomatic treatment of the pain, you know, it's Patients to get better with certain things that helps me to decide what type of pain um, they're having, and like you said, maybe they might even not uh, avoid a, a visit with me. 
Um, but we don't want them to wait too long either. If they've tried some things at home, they definitely would need to reach out to their um, primary care physician as the first step. Um, they shouldn't wait too long because the, the longer you wait to treat the pain, um, the more difficult it can be. And, you know, why suffer if we can do something sooner rather than later to help? All right, so you tried the ice pack, you tried the heat pack, you tried everything at home, you're not getting relief. Uh, if you are interested in more info, you can go to uh, the website trinityhealthma.org as well. But uh, what's the process like when they first uh, meet you, Dr. Nocera? I guess it's, uh, a, a, as you said, an intake, but uh, must be pretty involved to try to figure out exactly what's going on in the human body. Right, right. So we, we uh, work on uh, patients being referred to us. So like I said, normally they've already called whether it's their primary care physician or an orthopedic doctor or a neurologist. Um, so some, some workup has usually been done by the time they get to us. So what we do is put together all that information. We get a very detailed history um, of what makes the pain better, what makes it worse, how long they've had the pain. A lot of questions that the patient might not think are very important, but are really important for us to figure out what's going on. Um, and it, actually just a small percentage of patients actually come to see us because they've uh, reached out to their family doctors already. And um, we do see the ones that are more chronic and have not uh, done well with the prior treatment. So, um, we kind of uh, advise against consulting Dr. Google um, to see <laughs> what the Internet thinks your symptoms mean. Um, so we prefer that patients come to us to, uh, to find out what's, what's going on, and we do a very detailed, like you said, intake and a physical examination and review any studies they may have had done already and see if we can come up with a game plan together. All right, so where do those conversations happen, Dr. Nocera? Is that at St. Mary Medical Center, at the rehab center? Can patients, uh, I mean, is it inpatient or outpatient type of uh, intake? Well, we, we have mainly an outpatient practice uh, where we are um, in the medical office building right next to St. Mary Medical Center. So we see patients mainly on an outpatient basis, like I said, that have been uh, referred to us. And that is where our intake is done in our office, where we initially see patients and um, have our interviews with them, do physical examinations with them, and come up with the game plan. And if they uh, are a candidate for the interventional procedures, that is done in the hospital, in an operating room area within the hospital. So it's a sterile environment, and um, we're you know, under the auspices of the hospital and all the rules there, so everything's done just the right way for patient safety. Um, but we do see some patients in the hospital as well who require uh, consultations while they're in the hospital for their pain issues as well. But mainly we're just at uh, the St. Mary's Medical Center in the outpatient area. Dr. Nocera, let us into the world of St. Mary Interventional Spine and Pain Center. How many co-workers do you have there? I mean, give us a little bit of an idea of um, kind of the uh, the number of medical professionals that are part of that, uh, that subdivision of St. Mary's. Yeah, we have a great support team uh, in the office. It's, um, 
The providers consist of myself, um, my associate director, Heather Pauley. She's another uh, interventional physician, and I have a great nurse practitioner as well as several medical assistants to help us uh, to figure out what the patient needs and get a lot of the intake information. Um, we have several wonderful clerical uh, ladies as well who get the information from the patients, and they're our main um, kind of contact with the patients. They're great communicators, and um, it's important to have a, a good staff that helps with the patients. The patients love our staff, and um, we uh, we try and, try and, you know, it's a delicate balance. These patients are very, they're in a lot of pain, um, so you have to um, manage them just the right way with, with kindness, and that's what we try to do. No question that pain and uh, it can just ruin your quality of life and to be able to manage that and to uh, be able to feel like you can live again is what we're talking about here today with uh, pain management. Dr. Lisa Nocera with us and I feel like one of your most important messages, Dr. Nocera, to our listeners is don't wait. Don't sit in silence and uh, uh, live through pain. If you've been trying to get some relief and it's not working for you, talk to your primary care physician and uh, there may be a path to, you know, not having that erode the quality of of your life. Right, right. I mean, we, the way we approach taking care of our, our patients, uh, uh, we go with uh, the yo mama philosophy, and if the, we take care of every patient <laughs> as if the patient was our own family member. So this is how we... We would tell our own patients, you know, don't don't wait. That's, that's what we would tell our family. Go get go get the treatments. Um, at least find out what your options are, and then you can make an informed decision to improve not just the pain, but in, improve your functioning with the different treatments that we may have to offer you. All right, so your mother told you. Dr. Lisa Nocera, our unofficial mother for the day, said, if you got some pain or other issues, talk to your primary care physician, get some relief. Uh, Dr. Nasera, thanks for hanging out with us and uh, providing some great information to our listeners. And uh, we want to send out our thanks to you and everyone at St. Mary Medical Center, all the medical professionals on the front lines of uh, this whole COVID-19 coronavirus thing. And uh, I know everyone's a little extra busy, a little extra stressed, and we appreciate your uh, helping us out with this topic here today on WBCB. Well, you're so welcome. Thank you for your time. All right, that'll do it here for us. Thanks for checking out the St. Mary Healthline on WBCB. Dear neighbors, our hearts live to fix yours. The St. Mary Cardiovascular Team stands ready to save your life in ways that are safer, faster, less invasive, and sometimes extraordinary. You see, that's our mission, to treat you with brilliant technology and simple human kindness. Call 8447 St. Mary or visit stmaryhealthcare.org slash heart.